Imagine having the life of your dreams. Not temporary cash and glory, but happiness and inner peace. Explore new ways to be a creator and take your own journey into greatness. Is it possible? What does it take to make that happen? It takes the person known for extreme results. He's called the cage breaker and the ultimate catalyst. Coming back from the brink of death and now crushing it for himself and his clients, this is your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger. Hello and welcome today to this episode of Your Ultimate Life. Today, uh, we're going to do episode 723, and I'm really excited, especially when I have good guests. Today, we have a special guest, Rob Lohman. I'll tell you a little bit about him after I have him say, hi, Rob, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I'm excited to chat with you for a little bit. I'm stoked to have you here. And Rob told me briefly about he's had a long marriage with painful things, substances and other mental health issues and others that I'm familiar with. And those of you that have been following me know that I've been, had been swimming in that cesspool for 35 years before the divine intervention in 2007 that changed my direction in my life. Today, we're going to talk with Rob about his journey from a place of struggle and not understanding to his opportunity to live the ultimate life. Does that sound okay, Rob? Sounds like a good plan to me. I love your background. Those of you that are waiting for the videos, I did audio from zero to 600. I've done video from 600 to now, but I only have about 10 of those up because I'm still getting end cards made, so I'm way behind on those. But eventually, this video will be up to... So I define the ultimate life as a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy that you create by serving with your divine gift. Rob, how would you define your ultimate life? Oh, wow. Well, the mission I have working with people is helping them restore their hope, identity, and purpose. So I think when we get those three things together, that's when I have found like my ultimate life that I'm living today. But it sure as heck took a while to get there. Hope, identity, and purpose I love those words. I'd like you to unpack them because we live in a world of massive hype where people say powerful words glibly and without thinking. So could you tell me more about hope, identity, and purpose? Oh, yeah. Well, that was the story of my addiction, right? I, I, I had no hope. I lost my identity and I forgot what my purpose was. So I stayed in my substance abuse addiction from 14 to 29. I love how you say you had divine intervention. And that's exactly what happened to me at the end of my addiction when I started on my own pathway of finding hope again, because I hated who I became. And God completely delivered me from my addiction in a moment's notice in my life. And I haven't looked back since then, having had a craving in 21 years from even the desire to have a drink or a drug. Wow. So 29 plus 21, that means that you're 50. There you go. Boom. Right on. Very yeah. Good. <laughs> well, I'm 66. Well, I want you to talk more about why is it important? I'm going to help you unpack this because I want to know more. Why is it important for you, but for those that you help to have hope? What is that? Uh, well, th well, without hope, I don't really know what we have, right? It gives people something to hold on to, to look forward to, to believe in the future, to believe that life can change and get better. And Without hope, it just seems like desperation and loneliness and fear. Do you see, I seem to see a lot of people living in that space of loneliness, desperation, and fear. Do you see that? All the time. 95% uh, of people that call me for help are in that space of not having hope and just feeling alone, feeling like 
they're unique in their addiction or their struggle. And then when you let them realize that they're not alone, many people struggle in the same way is phenomenal. Cause I didn't, I didn't really understand the mental health struggles until year 11 of my own recovery. I went to prison after a huge mental breakdown. Then I understood a lot more about mental health, loneliness, desperation, isolation, but I had no clue really. Well, I wouldn't say I had no clue what was going on, but I was pretty clueless as to the direction I was going and how bad it had gotten. Um, but yeah, going to, going to prison is actually where I found my hope, my identity and my purpose behind bars again. So hope is a, is a powerful thing. Now talk a little bit about identity. Who are we? Yeah. Well, if we don't, if I don't, I won't say we, I'll just say I, because the people listening will identify themselves. Right. But if I don't define, if I don't figure out what defines me, then something else will. And for me, it's my faith. It's my Christian faith. It's God. What he says about me is truth. And that defines me. And so now when anything comes towards me or against me, that is opposite of what God says about me, I can discard it because now I know who I am and that then feeds into my purpose. But my identity is so crucial because people with addictions and mental health struggles, a lot of people identify themselves by their past mistakes and their past. And that's really not what I believe defines people. It just shapes people into where they're to who they are and where they're going. Okay. So if I'm an addict and I speak from obviously having been there, then I think of myself as a loser, addict, useless piece of crap, can't get my crap together, probably deserve to die, which I likely have been told many times before. And you're telling me that's not who I really am. It's not. It's the lies you're believing about yourself, but that's not who you really are. Then tell me who I really am. Well, that's for you to, that's for you to decide. I think each person has to figure out really who they are. But if, if we don't do our own soul searching and dive into, okay, who am I? It starts with a piece of paper and a pen. A lot of times for people it's like, who am I? And we can look at this list of who we think we are. And a lot of times it is the roles that we play in our life. And it's things that we've done in our past, but those are events in, I guess, positions we play on earth. Right. Um, but who am I? I can say for me when I, when I say that, and it resonates with some and not, but, I'm a child of God and a, and a follower of Christ. That's who I am. And now that I believe that's who I am, I dive into that more to learn what does that mean. And then I live my life out of those foundations and those values. So I love that. I agree with you completely. Uh, I mentioned before we started it that I died four years ago and I got a fatal illness and died in the ICU here in Edmonton at the university. And I came away with four clear truths from several conversations. And one of them was, each one of us is an intentional divine creation, therefore a child of God. So I affirm, agree, and even declare, whether we know it or not, or whether we want to accept it or not, that's who we are. We can do nothing with that, or we can do something great with it. And I love you said, follower of Christ. When you declare, I'm a child of God and a follower of Christ, then it sounds to me like what you said is it's easy for you or me or someone to test everything in front of them. As a child of God, follower of Christ, do I do this thing? Do I say this thing? How do I show up? Because I've decided I'm a child of God. I believe that I'm a follower of Christ. So through that lens, and I can tell really easily what I do and don't do. 
Yeah, it is. And it's, it saved me because I was a guy that used to deal with suicide ideation quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And, and that was one of the struggles I had. And I, and I'll give, give you a great example of this because this is, this is the stuff I went through. I don't go through anymore, thank goodness. But mm-hmm. it, it was a day where I had, I just had a, a big blowout with my wife. And it was one of those things of like, I'm done. I'm not doing this. Like I'm over this. And, and I took my dog and I hopped in the car and I drove to the mountains in Colorado to just go get coffee. Like I'm going to get coffee an hour and a half away and I'm just going to go. And on the way over there, it was literally just this, just, I mean, just picture this of on your, like say your left shoulder is just like, you suck, you're a loser. You screwed up. You may as well drive your car through the guardrail. It'll look like an accident. And over on the right side is kind of, you know, God saying, no, you're my workmanship. You're my child. You're my beloved. I love you. You are worth more than this. And I'm in the car just with this battle going on, the spiritual battle back and forth. And it was just, I had to get to the point where it was just like yelling in my car and silencing it. Cause I want to believe what God says about me, not how I feel quote unquote about myself. Right. And, and that was just a tough moment. I had my dog in the car and I thought, okay, I don't want to kill my dog, but the bottom line is I, I, I am these things that God says about me. I don't have to earn them or become them. I just, I just need to believe them. And so that moment, was just so tug and warish. And that, I think that's a spiritual battle. I believe that's a spiritual battle. So many people are in right now, but because I finally got that through Dr. Neil Anderson's work, victory over the darkness stuff, like it solidified that. And I finally got to break free from suicide ideation. It's gone. Don't deal with it anymore. I still sometimes say that was stupid. You kind of suck and like get down on myself, but it doesn't stay. It's just kind of whatever. But that, that I, I had to go through that just so, I mean, it, it was a focus of mine because I was, I was scared and I was tired of going back and forth, but now I just believe it. So this is a really important point that I want to emphasize for the listeners, because one of the most difficult things for me, I know for Rob and for many is two things. You believe a you're alone, like you're the only person who feels like you're so awful, you should be erased from the face of the earth. Like you're somehow an accident and you're the only one that's this awful. And if people really knew how awful you were, they'd all agree. And you live in that sort of idea and it becomes real and tangible tangible and powerful for you. And here's what Rob just said and what I'm going to agree with. It's not true. It is noise. No matter what you've done or where you've been, you're not alone. There are many tens, hundreds, thousands, millions who have felt that loneliness and then have made a choice. Some choose to live in that loneliness and never get a hold of the truth. Some say, I'm going to get a hold of the truth and make a choice to live into who they really are which is what I say, discover, develop, and serve with your divine gifts, because that's the road to happiness. Mm, yeah. So thank you for sharing that, that terrifying and empowering moment of trip where you had to decide, and we do. Because if we don't, it decides itself, doesn't it? It does, and it's tragic. I see that. I, I've seen that way too many times in the last, I guess, we'll say 21 years of being in recovery and fr- freed from my addiction. I, I, I don't really say I'm in recovery. I'm just freed from my addiction. You know, I feel like a lot of times there's labels that people hold on to and keep them stuck in their addiction. But to be freed from that for me has worked. I had to use the same principles to break free from gambling. 
and talk about self-loathing from gambling addiction. Holy cow. That was, that was even, that was harder to get over than it was substances because it was this, the process addiction and oh my goodness, that was a, a huge challenge. But when you see that little glimmer, I mean, I mean, you're a coach, I'm a coach, love coaching people, right? As you see that, that shift come and that shift happens and I'm like, Whoa, they got it. Yes. I mean, they got it. I didn't get it for them. They got it. And, and it's just, Oh, wow. Okay. I can go in a different direction now. I can cut that little cord of the marionette puppet, right? And there's one less cord holding me and controlling my life. I, w- I want to be that guide. I love that. I think of one, of, I have a whole bunch of cute little names for coaching. And one of them is, you know, we're in the people encouragement business. We can't, you know, any more than a coach can make an athlete do the things that require them or that are required to get to the Olympics. A coach is the encourager. The person that's there who talks, who listens, and affirms the opportunity and the worth. So you said hope, identity, and purpose. I want you to talk about your purpose. What is Rob's purpose? Like, what do you do? It's so funny because I I stepped into this world, right, of helping people just because that's where I felt like God was calling me to, right? And that, that was originally my purpose. And one of my coaches challenged me one day and he said, Rob, okay, what's your purpose? What do you do? And I just kind of blah, 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 blah. I told him what I did. And he goes, no, how do you articulate what you do? And I said, and he challenged me and he, and he just challenged me to think of like the mission and the vision of what I'm doing. And the mission that came out of that was the mission statement of helping people restore hope, identity, and purpose. And that purpose is such a big thing for me because that keeps me going on the tough days. It says, you know, God puts you in this world to, to help people. And my, my most recent coach, he's so funny. I don't know if, I don't know if you know James Malinchak at all, but he's just a great guy. I do know James Malinchak. Yeah. I've been to his house. Okay. Yeah. I was just there last week. Uh, okay. Great, great time. And when I interviewed him on my podcast show, it was so funny. He goes, Rob, you just said hope, identity, and purpose. And he goes, yeah. And he does his laugh. Right. And he goes, Oh my gosh, you're kidding me. He goes, that's the hip man. If your hips broken, you're going to limp and you're going to go around in circles. And we just went on and on about that. And he goes, you're in the hip replacement business, man. And, and, you know, his laugh and stuff, it was so funny, but, but that, that is, it. it's right. Helping people really see that there is so much more for you than, and, and one of the, I, I, let me just say, one of the things struck me once when I was in a recovery meeting of the things I go to, and someone said, if I don't go to a meeting, I'm going to drink. And they've been you know, free from substances for 30 years. And my heart broke because there was no freedom there. You know, there just wasn't freedom. It was the entrapment of if I, it's the preventative maintenance. And I just, I want people to feel like, Hey, I'm free. I can go do anything I want in my life. As long as, you know, my spiritual conditioning and things are in, in alignment, but that purpose piece is so crucial. And Dr. Neil Anderson is one of my big mentors in my life. I know him personally, and he has really spoken life into me and just said, man, Rob, that's your purpose, buddy. Your purpose is to help people break free and find freedom. So I love what you said, and I want to emphasize that again for the listeners. Because you have replaced an addiction or a compulsive behavior with a first step, is to go to meetings and do whatever it is, see shrinks and do all that. And there's nothing wrong with that. I've done a million of them and so is Rob. But there is a higher opportunity for you. 
And that opportunity is connecting with the truth of who you are, because when you become fired up, connected to, convinced of, and you actually believe the truth of who you are, child of God, infinite possibility, blessed with gifts and talents, you have mission and purpose, just like Rob and I are talking about, then it's not that you wouldn't go to a meeting or do whatever, that's fine. But that doesn't become the needed crutch that if I can't do this, I'm dead. Because then you have the idea that you and your connection to the divine is not adequate. And it is. And if it isn't yet, then do that. Do the work so that it is adequate. And I need to ask you a question. I ask all my guests, and that is there's lots of talk about hype and stuff online about live your dream life and make a lot of money and tell your story and save the world and all this blah, blah, blah. And, and tons of it is hypey and people have sold who knows how many billion dollars of stuff of selling this dream. So I'm just going to ask you, do you believe it's possible to live that ultimate life we've been talking about, or is that just hype? I believe it is not hype and it is totally possible and achievable for people that have a, a huge focus, you know, and, and there's nothing wrong with having tons of money. The more money I make, more people I get to bless. Right. And that's what I want to do. I've, I've been helped so much in my life and my family through all the stuff we went through when I was in prison and the way people supported my family and all that. I just, I have this huge heart to just give back and give back and give back. And I don't want to live my life. I, I refuse to live my life by a check by what my about my balance is in my checkbook, you know, and yes. that's the way I did so much. I'm like, sorry, kids, we, we can't go do that. Cause we just don't have money this week. And, but I want my kids to see like there is freedom in that. And when you can focus and not, throw your life away. But I, I can't really say throw my life away because now what the life I live now is pretty awesome and helping so many people, but the pain I went through to get there, Oh, I just, there's no way I could see a beauty beyond the next drunk or the jail cell, or it, it was just dark for so long. And I don't, I will never go back there again. You've said something really important and that is purpose and opportunity to help. Uh, I use the words purpose, prosperity, and joy. And I use prosperity on purpose instead of cash because prosperity is so much more inclusive. It's larger. I'm not avoiding the idea of of cash. When I was an executive, big dog, this, that, and the other, I had more money than I knew what to do with. I had six cars. I just make so much money. My $3,000 a week cocaine habit didn't even matter. But there was no happiness in that hole. There was misery and how fast can I commit suicide? And let me calculate a couple of new ways. And I tried seriously twice. So the idea that money's the answer is just not true. And when you're enslaved with the idea that you've got to have cash in order to be okay, you're repelling prosperity. You become addicted to the idea and addiction actually creates repulsion. Mm. It doesn't create attraction. Oh, wow. So, huh? That was huge. I like that. Say that again. Addiction Addiction is a need. I got to have that. When that is your emotional connection to anything, you repel it. Yeah. It is not an attractive force. I can't afford it. That negative energy is repulsive to money, to relationships, to kindness, to divinity, to all of it. I need is not a divine emotion. Mm. 
I pursue and I accept. To need something is to be a slave. Wow. To want it, to to search it, to want it to give away. Like I've made a lot of money, but I don't have, like I don't, that's irrelevant. My, the only thing I measure is how much can I do. Mm. So anyway, all right. So I want to give you the chance to tell people how to find out more about you. Tell me what you do today. I know you're on a mission to add good to the world. That's the phrase that I use. We add carbon dioxide, so we might as well do something else. (laughs) Add good to the world. Tell us how you do that, where to find you, and all that good stuff. Well, here's a cool thing. So I just released a book called The Addiction Intervention Book, and it's all about helping families move forward in their life. How do you help a loved one break free from addiction in the family system? But the cool thing is what you said earlier is, there's so many stories in there of other interventionists I interviewed in their own journey. And it's in some of the stories, if you're not used to them, they'll blow your mind of, I can't believe that person's doing that now when they used to do $500 a day of cocaine. Right? So the addiction intervention book you can find on Amazon, which is awesome. And then the other way is, again, you said, I have a heart to help people and I may not be the right guy to help the person, right? Somebody else might that I know. And so it's me connecting people. And if I am the right guy, cool. We move forward. So if people go to recoverwithrob.com, they can literally just set up a call and say, hey, let's talk. Let me see what's going on and see who the right person is or where we can go or just get you some free resources. I don't know, but it starts with reaching out. So those are two kind of cool ways that people can connect and get to know me a little more and a little bit more of my story personally and uh, just open myself up to help people that way. I love that. I honor you for the journey you're on. I honor you for having the courage to be in the dark place. And then because your creator issued the invitation, what I've noticed is the interaction between us and the divine is always issued as an invitation. You can always say no. You can always continue the way you're going. No one makes anybody do anything. God doesn't even do that. It is an invitation. And at some point or multiple points, Rob said, I'm done with this. I'm going to accept this invitation. And you maybe you didn't even know what you were going to do next. I'm just done with this. I'm going somewhere else, down this other road, that canyon instead of this canyon, that road instead of this road. I don't know where it goes, but I'm done here. Does that sound familiar? Very familiar. We'll love it. Thank you. Thank you for sharing your heart. Thank you for sharing your love. Thank you for invitation and for being here with me today, Rob. You got it. And I'm going to have you on my show too. So there's your invitation to come on my show. Now you just have to accept it. I will accept that show. I love it. And I'm, I'm here to help people discover, develop, and serve with their divine gifts. I've discovered that we live in a world of what's in it for me. And the truth in my mind to happiness is to learn to love and serve. So uh, I want to encourage all of you to take the opportunity to look Rob up. Reach out to him. Have a chat. Maybe he can help you. Okay? But the first key is to decide that you're done with where you are, whether it's an addiction, whether it's an addiction to a story, the story of I'm not good enough, I can never do it, it's too late, I'm not talented enough, I'm too old, it'll never work for me. All those are just as powerful and deadly as addictions. There's another one. I have a fungus that I give a name to, and I love acronyms. It's called the WITOT fungus, W-I-T-O-T, and it kills more people than COVID ever will. And you know what it stands for? 
what I think others think. Wow, that's a good one. Wittot, I love it. The Wittot fungus, right? All right, Rob, we're done. Thanks for being here with me today. My listeners, I want you to come and follow him. We'll see you another time, Rob, okay? Thank you very much. All right, so I want you to encourage you to dig through this episode, find the nuggets, make a choice, do something different, even if it's incremental, even if it's 1%. If you do something better 1% a day in 100 days, you're 100% better. So it's not like you have to jump off the cliff and build your parachute on the way down. Make a decision to do something good today. And in that context, you can build your ultimate life. Thank you for listening to today's episode. We hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger. Stand with your heart in the sky and your feet